welcome to today's episode of Equip. And I'm so excited today. I want to talk to you about the local church and the importance and the purpose of the local church. So let's just start right open by reading a scripture here. Hebrews 10:25 says, "Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." Right. So Hebrews here talks about meeting together and encouraging one another. And what better place to do it than the local church? So today I'm excited to have our guest here, Pastor Perry Hubick from Life Outreach Church in Saskatoon. And he's been pastoring for several years, I think eight or nine years now. And um, so we're excited to have him here today and talk about this very important topic of the local church, the importance and purpose of it. So we welcome you here today. It's good to be here, Sherry. It's good. So just talk to us a little bit about um, you know, what you see the local church doing in people's lives and the importance and purpose and, and what you have on your heart to share with our guest today. Well, I've been a strong believer in the local church ever since my beginning days as a Christian. There's been times when we've gone through some rough roads in the Christian church or in the body of Christ. But overall, I, I really strongly believe in local assembly and in believers gathering together for that purpose. And one of the reasons I believe that the church exists was Jesus brought it about in the first place and that uh, he gave a commissioning to believers to go into all the nations and make disciples of people and when people gather together in local assembly it's a place it should be a place of equipping and discipling of people to mature them in the faith but also to focus them outward to the fields of harvest that are outside the walls of a church building or a local assembly to go out and to gather and to bring people in and to continue that process of discipling and equipping and then sending again. So I believe that's one of the primary um, uh, priorities of the local church is to equip and disciple and, and to send. And so uh, that would be to me the, at the forefront of a local church and its mission or, or purpose st a statement that I would say. Mm -hmm. So. So what our guests, what our viewers don't know is that you actually um, felt a real call to be an evangelist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but here you are as a pastor. <laughs> so, yeah. so what happened there? <laughs> well, God has other plans for our lives yeah. sometimes than what we would like to do. But um, coming to faith, uh, I knew from a, a young boy way back when I was a child that there was a call in my life to pastor, but there was also a burning desire in my heart to see people come to faith. And so that was the evangelist gift and calling, I believe, that I had. But that kind of all came about uh, years later, you know, after I accepted Christ. But the whole pastoral side of the call, uh, it's something that God led me into. And then from that, it's kind of dovetailed into my evangelist gift that God's given me to be used in that way for that purpose of, of proclaiming the gospel and gathering people. So uh, from... Again, early days, the call was there, but sometimes God has a journey that he takes you on before the call is actually really recognized and identified and actually lived out and walked in. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so um, some of our viewers, you know, they might be watching and they might be thinking, you know, I believe in God. I read my Bible. I pray. Um, you know, what do I need the church for? We need the church for fellowship and for accountability. And I believe that the body of Christ has been put together in such a way, Paul uh, alludes to that in Corinthians chapter 12, where he talks about how we're members of one another and how God has put the body together. And he uses the analogy Paul writing about the, the human body and how it has parts, uh, mm -hmm. eyes, ears, and so on. And how God assembles people in local assembly 
for a purpose that he has of fulfilling the Great Commission. And I believe that we need local church for that purpose, to come together to encourage, strengthen, equip again, and prepare people for works of service. And people have different giftings and callings. And so when we begin to work together within the, the scope of our call and destiny in Christ, what starts to happen is there's a flowing, it's like a symphony of how God uses the body for that purpose. If a person tries to disconnect from that assembly or that place of uh, calling in the local church, I believe that they're not going to be effective in their walk with God. They're going to be, you know, uh, I would use the terminology, a lone ranger that really uh, would kind of wonder about but have no real focus purpose in their life. So uh, I would say local assembly is really, uh, again, the analogy of the human body and how God connects people in that kind of relationship as the body would function in a local assembly. So many people isolate themselves out there and, you know, and, and it never really leads to their purpose in Christ. Um, but, you know, you and I have both seen over the years people that have, um, you know, left other churches or, or they've been hurt or they've been misunderstood um, or they haven't uh, really learned how to work with a team of people. You know, so what advice would you give to them um, as far as like, you know, connecting to a new body, you know, say, that, say they're new and they come into a church and it doesn't feel like their old church, it's a different DNA, it's a different setup, maybe some of the doctrine's a little bit different, mm -hmm. um, you know, and um, a lot of people when they see that, they instantly think different means this isn't for me. So what would you say to people like that, that are, you know, they feel led to come to a place, but they come and they have all these kind of obstacles set up in their mind. Well, I would say to them, uh, to those viewing today, that there is no perfect church. That if you go around the globe, uh, whatever setting you're in, whatever nation you're in, there's always flaws and imperfections in people uh, in local assemblies. And uh, Jesus made a very clear statement. He said offenses would come. Mm -hmm. And so we have to guard our heart against those things when they do happen and, and choose to walk in forgiveness and so on. In local assembly, God also puts people together to refine rough edges off of mm -hmm. us. Yes, good He point. does things inside of us that uh, help to prune our character and to develop us into Christ-likeness. So that's unpleasant when we have to go through those things with other believers. We're in a, a local assembly where we're like stones that rub each other. And through that process of time, God will prune and refine and bring out character in us. And a lot of people jump ship. They, they jump out of a local church when stuff like that happens and go from one place to the next. But what God really wants us to do is to hang in there and grow up. If we're in a local assembly where, where Christ is exalted, where the Word of God is, is lifted up and preached, then we need to hang in that place and stay there for the duration, unless God moves you out into a call of some other church or another part of the world. But uh, in local assembly, that refinement process, God takes us through that. And so I think some people don't understand that. That's why they jump out of a church fellowship, kind of go home and watch a televangelist on TV or get their devotional off a television set. But I, I don't believe that you can fully mature unless you have that process that you go through in local assembly. So for people that are kind of um, thinking, well, well, I don't really need local church to, to fellowship in, I would say I don't believe that's biblical thinking because we do need a local assembly. We need a, do need a place for growing and maturing and then the character development and accountability and so on in that local place that we're, we're sent by, to by God and, and kept in that local fellowship. Right, right. So I just want to um, just go over to a scripture here um, that we were directed our, up to at our last prayer meeting um, in Ephesians 4. 
in chapter 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. A lot of times people, they find it difficult to be in unity when they come into a local church and um, they almost kind of feel like independent or they're pulling different ways instead of flowing with the local church mm -hmm. body, you know, but in this scripture, um, it talks about until we all can become in, in unity. Okay, so what would you say um, are areas that we should work on in our character, um, in, in our hearts, uh, to come into unity with the church and not just be pulling our own way or, or be independent of it, but to, to rather to flow together as a team with the local church? I would say to people that are in local assembly, hang in there. Uh, it's a process. It's not a, a hundred yard dash to the finish line in our Christian faith. It's a marathon. And that if we're called into a local assembly for God's purposes to be fulfilled, we have to learn to humble ourselves under God's hand. Mm -hmm. And even though God deposits his gifting in us and his calling in us, there's a season that we go through of transition and change inside of us where God prepares us for that ministry or that calling. And I think sometimes we want to run ahead of God and jump into something before it's time in the season that it's supposed to happen. And so I believe that, that when we come into local assembly, we have to uh, walk in a state of humility with others and, and uh, prefer others above ourselves and honor and so on and, and help and encourage each other along in our walk with God, but also understand the diversity that's in each person and that people have various gifts and various abilities that need to work together in unity under Christ for the glory of God. And I think that's a key thing. It's what we do, whatever we do in word or deed, we're to do it unto the glory of God. So if we have a personal agenda or a, uh, another way of thinking that's contrary to say the leadership or the pastor in the church, uh, what we do is we start locking horns and headbutting rather than coming under humility and flowing in unity and going with the, the leading of the Holy Spirit in the church because through that and allowing that to take place, then uh, we actually mature in our gifting. We flow in unity together as a local body and we accomplish much more in that unified state than we could individually or doing our own thing or having a, another motive or another agenda in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think you tapped into a key thing there um, when you talked about humility. You know, the Bible says to humbles, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that in due time he will exalt you. So. Um, how would, how would you help people that maybe struggle with being independent into, you know, getting, flowing in that humility that God wants for them? And how would you as a pastor deal with them, especially if they're being difficult? You know, because I think there might be other pastors watching out there that say, you know, I have some difficult people in my church. They're pulling this way and they're pulling that way. Um, and I really don't know what to do with these people. Um, so you, go ahead. Well, in local assemblies, you have goats and you have sheep. Goats like to headbutt. They like to, they like to uh, have their own agenda. They like to do their own thing. Where sheep will follow. Mm -hmm. They will follow the, the shepherd. They will follow the leader of that group. And so when you have problem people in, in a local assembly, you need to do what you can to speak to them and encourage them, speak the truth to them in love about maybe their motive or their attitude being out of adjustment, out of line with the vision of the church. And then if they, they don't want to fall under the leadership of the church in humility, then you have a problem on your hands because then it, it, 
you get pushback happening on, inside the body, and it becomes a, a confusing thing for the church overall. So I would encourage them to get with God's plan, the vision of the church. If they can't fall in line with that, then they need to find a local assembly where they're flowing in humility under the leadership of that church and, and adopt the attitude that it speaks of in, in Philippians where Paul writes that let this attitude be in you that was also in Christ that even though Jesus knew his deity he knew who he was as God he came down from heaven and humbled himself and took the form of servant so I would I would encourage them to serve I would encourage them to be faithful in little things serve in humility and let God promote them Mm, let God good. lift them up and let God move them in the direction they, they should be going rather than exalting themselves and running ahead of God or, or pushing themselves forward uh, outside of God's timing. Because right. when we do those things, and I, that's my own personal story in my past years as a Christian, as a young believer, I was very zealous for the things of God, but I jumped into some things prematurely ahead of God's timing and consequently I ended up skinning my knees and falling down and having to repent and, and get mm -hmm. back up again and, and wait upon the Lord and be faithful in the things that he showed me and not go way ahead of God in that plan and, and timing of things. That's good. That's, that's really good. So, um, you know, so you haven't always been perfect in following this yourself. Mm -hmm. And I remember one story you had told me once um, back when you were, before you were a pastor yes. and you were in a, at an elder um, in a different church body yeah. and um, you had some struggles. So just maybe, you know, just in, um, to show your vulnerability a little bit, mm -hmm. kind of share that story and um, what happened and what you learned from that. I had a sharp disagreement on an elder team with the senior pastor over an issue. It was over a couple that was uh, going through some marital strife and uh, how that whole issue should have been handled. And in an elders meeting, we had some sharp disagreement. And I ended up bolting out of my chair in the meeting in a state of anger and frustration and pushing the pastor wow. against the wall. And so I you were like violent. Yeah, I was yeah. aggressive, very yeah. aggressive. And uh, I thought that I was being you know, talked down to and I felt that he was not appreciating what I had to say and so on. So I had to go through a humbling time where I was mm -hmm. removed from eldership. I had other elders hold me accountable from that point forward. I had some anger issues I had to deal with. I had some rebellion issues I had to deal wow. with and I had to confess. But you know, through that time, looking hindsight now, it was a growth period in my life. Mm -hmm. Had I balked that, had I rebelled, you know, and just said, oh, I, I don't need this church, I can just go and do my own thing, I don't think I would have matured and right. grown to, to where I am today. So through that time, the pastor was very gracious. I mean, we reconciled any disagreements we had. But I went through a process, it was a painful process of having to look in the mirror and say, I needed to change, I needed mm -hmm. to deal with some issues in my life and I had to repent and confess some things openly and that's not easy to do when you have to use the terminology eat humble pie basically yeah. and, and yeah. go through that process. But I believe that God had that all planned out for me to walk that out so that the inside make a change. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, there was another time too when, when we had an issue with uh, people that had entered our church that I felt were wolves in sheep's clothing that had mm. come in to cause trouble and to disrupt the body. And through discernment, I felt that I had a clear discernment from the Lord on, on their motives and things that they were doing. But others couldn't see it. There was other people in the church that couldn't see it. So I got jaded through that time as well, uh, through what I was seeing happening locally within the body and the upset it had caused and some of the division issues it had caused. And I had to repent of my attitudes and realize that God had shown me that for a purpose, but I was going to try to 
change it in my own strength way. and in my yeah. own way into yeah. the situation. So I had to grow through that process as well, learning how to walk in discernment, learning how to walk under self-control and, and releasing things back to God and waiting upon God's timing to reveal those things and to bring that revelation to other people so that the issue could be dealt with. Right. That's, inc that's incredible. So um, what helped you to not leave the church during that time? You know, because a lot of people, when they get angry or they go through things or, um, you know, they have anger and, and disagreements yeah. with people or there's disunity. You know, the Bible says division is like two visions. Um, you know, a lot of times they just give up and they quit and yeah. they just, you know, stay at home and, like you said, watch Christian television. So what, what kelp, helped you to stay hooked into the local body? I believe it was relationships. Mm -hmm. I had some pretty solid relationships with people that even though I had sharp disagreement with, I could see that they loved me and cared for me and that they, they wanted to see the best in my life come forth. And so it was the relationships that we had developed over time through trials and situations we'd gone through. And they extended themselves to me when I was going through that time where I was you know, having to deal with those anger issues and that. So I think, again, the, the connectedness we had in the body, we raised our children in that church setting. We, had connected relationships with, with many people in the church. And that's really what held us there. It mm -hmm. held us in that state where we realized that, you know, if we just jumped and moved on, that, uh, you know, all these relationships that we'd built over time would have been just kind of put by the wayside. Right. So uh, we, we decided to hang in there and, and grow up, basically, in what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, and that must have been a difficult time. It was very difficult. A difficult time it was very to go painful, through. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. painful time because we don't, as humans, we don't like to admit our faults and, and, and character flaw issues that we have. But, but again, when we come to a place of honesty and humility and transparency, that's when great growth and change can happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, I think most of us at one point in time or another, you know, we, we have those things rise up in us. You know, and I remember the scripture where Paul says, I die daily. Yes. You know, and, and um, as those things come up, I think the Lord gives us opportunities to reveal those things to us so that we work on them, so that we can, you know, surrender them to Christ. So yes. we can learn how to put down the flesh and, and walk in the fruits of the Spirit, you yeah. know. Um, so dealing with the local church, okay, now you're a pastor, okay, mm -hmm. so you've gone through all these things and, um, you know, they've been a, a part of God equipping you and preparing mm -hmm. you to, to pastor and to entrust you with mm -hmm. a local church of your own. So when, when you look at, you know, members of the church, what, and, and people that you can really work with and team up with, you know, just name a few things that you look for in people um, in, in terms of, you know, good people that you want to equip and you want to release into God's purposes. You know, what are, what are a few of the character qualifications that you look for in people? I'd say number one would be humility. Mm -hmm. uh, I look for humility in them. I look for faithfulness and um, their availability and their teachability uh, in those areas of their lives. I, I look for people that are committed to God that really are committed to the local assembly that they're a part of and that they're walking in humility and they're willing to take correction mm. and they're servants. They, they, they're kind of behind the scenes. You don't, they're not pushing their own agenda forward. They, they, they want to walk in humility and see the glory of God uh, you know, manifested in, in the, their lives and in the church. And everything they do is, is done under the Lordship of Jesus. And so it could be a young convert that's new in the faith that 
I look for that faithfulness, that commitment, that humility, and that, and that servant's heart. And through that, uh, Jesus said, again, whoever will become the greatest among you must become the least and the servant of all. Right. So if a person doesn't have a serving heart or a servant's heart, or they, they don't have commitment, you can't work with them. You, right. you can't, if they don't have um, uh, teachability, if you can't correct them, well then you can't lead them anywhere. Right. If they're like a horse that needs a bit and bridle to hold them in check, you, you can't work with those kind of people. But I look for people that, it's not necessarily giftings. People may have a lot of gifting, but if they don't have humility, they're not a servant, they don't have teachability, then they're hard to work with. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, one of the things I've gotten to know about you, though, um, you know, like you do look for those character things, mm -hmm. but you also are very um, uh, encouraging when it comes mm -hmm. to releasing people into their giftings. Yeah. And you, you kind of like to, you know, encourage people to step out of their comfort zone and, and to go out and to do things. Um, you know, and there's people, there's two kinds of people, right? There's those that all they want to do is, you know, go and um, uh, walk in their giftings but they don't want to work on their character. Yeah. And then there's a, those that are great character, but they're so timid and afraid to step into certain giftings. Um, so how do you handle that um, in, in terms of balancing out those two kinds of people um, as a pastor? I would say that I encourage people to take steps of faith, even to the point where God stretches you way beyond your comfort zone. And giving them the, uh, the ability to fall and make mistakes. Mm. To fall and skin the knees a few times and get back up and, you know, go back into what they were doing and try it over again. And, and you know, I think of, again, Paul's exhortation to Timothy, how he said to be patient with all men. You know, be self-controlled. Preach the word in season, out of season, with great patience. And so, with people in the household of God, we have to realize that, that God matures people along a process of time. And we can't expect them sometimes to just be way out here in that level of maturity when they're back here and they need to grow. So the word grace always comes into play there because it's through the grace of God working in a person's life that they go from one, one degree of glory to the next. And so we need to cut each other slack. Mm -hmm. Because when we come with a, you know, a kind of a condescending way or, you know, you should be doing this or that, uh, without grace and that message to the people, then they're not going to grow and change. They're, they're going to be afraid to make mistakes because right. they'll feel like they're walking on eggshells. But uh, if they're given grace, if they're given that uh, uh, ability to make mistakes and still pick up again and go on, then they're going to want to grow. They're going to want to you know, excel in what they're doing and, and give it back to God and all praise and glory. I want you just to kind of, you know, close out today just by praying. Um, just spend a few minutes and just, you know, pray into that camera for people that are viewing that maybe aren't part of the local fellowship and um, maybe they're, they've got some inner wounds, uh, maybe, maybe they've got some character issues that they need mm -hmm. to work through or, or maybe they just haven't found the place that's right for them. You know, so if you could just, just pray for them today and um, sure. that God would do a work in their hearts and reconnect them. Father, I thank you for everyone watching today. Lord, those out there in the, the audience, I, I pray for those that are wounded, that have mm. been uh, abused in churches by leaders yes. and, and, and picked up offenses, Lord, that have caused them to uh, fall out of local assemblies. I pray today for your grace to come upon them, Lord, and that you would uh, bring healing into their hearts and souls. And that, Lord, that they give you another chance with local church. and, and 
go back and find an assembly where, where Christ is honored, where the Word of God is preached. And Lord, that they would be restored back into fellowship and that they would be uh, brought to a place to understand uh, areas that they need to repent of. If it's on their part that they've uh, offended others or caused the falling out in a local church. But Lord, that they would know that your grace is sufficient for them to do all these things. And I pray, God, for healing uh, yes. of wounds today. Healing of souls out there in, in the viewing audience, Lord. That there would be healing and restoration. Lord, those that are, um, have given up on church, Lord, that they would give it a second thought to uh, go back into local assembly. And uh, God, that there would just be a, a time of uh, restoration for them, a time of healing for them, Lord God, and a, a time of finding their calling and destiny as they would go back into those assemblies, Lord. And maybe they need to go back and make amends with leaders that they've had uh, issues with. And Lord, uh, leaders that have offended them, Lord, that they would learn to forgive and just release them and bless them and allow you, Lord, to be the judge in those situations, Lord. So, Father, wherever they are, whatever has caused uh, offenses, whatever has caused uh, issues in their lives, whatever has caused them to follow the local church, I would just pray today for your grace to come upon people out there in the viewing audience, Lord God, that there would just be a time of regathering, a time of uh, healing and restoration in their lives. And, God, that we would just see miraculous things happening even through uh, these things that are being prayed today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 That was great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. And to our viewers out there, the local church is so important, you know, and I just encourage you today just to not give up on the local church. If you're struggling out there, um, as Pastor Perry had prayed for you, just hang in there. Trust God. Trust God that he'll lead you to the right church, the right place, that he'll heal your heart, he'll work on your character, and he'll release you into the purpose and call that God has for your own life. Right? Because we're all created for a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God. And the local church is a big part of that. You know, they're there to, to feed you the Word of God, to walk you through your struggles, to equip you. And, you know, and if, if you're under a pastor like Pastor Perry, mm. to release you into the purposes that God has for you. So I just, I just pray that you be blessed today by this program. And once again, if you are looking for more resources or you want to contact us, you can log on to our website at equipministries.ca and uh, send your comments, send your feedbacks, prayer requests, and, and anything else that's on your heart. We would just so love to hear from you. And um, we look forward to you viewing us again here at Equip.